Well, good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas to all of you. It's great to have you here with us uh, this morning as we share in God's Word. And I want to talk, first of all, to the children. Please, kids, pay very close attention to what I've got to say this morning because now I'm speaking to all the children and the big kids as well. And, you know, sometimes the big kids here, they don't always understand everything I say, children. So if you could pay close attention, then when you go home... It may be in the car, you can talk to your parents about what I'm going to say and just help them to understand it a little bit more. Uh, I hope you got your uh, lolly. I got a lolly from Amanda this morning, so if you didn't, uh, you can come and I might give you mine. You know, as Christians, we love the fact that we can, you know, just really uh, tell the world about the birth of Jesus here uh, at this time of year during the Christmas season on the 25th of December because Jesus changed the world. And so, you know, we want to live out the truth and the fact that Jesus came here to save everyone. So on this very Christmas day, you know, we want to shout it out to everyone, don't we? We want everybody to know how we feel about this Christmas day. Because God loves each and every one of us, doesn't he? And you know, in a lost and broken world that we are living in today, we will never find real peace. We won't find harmony between one person and another without God in our lives. May each of you today, you know, really know God's love for you. Really understand and uh, really enjoy celebrating this Christmas day with your family and with your friends, knowing that God loves you and God's peace is in your life. Now, somebody once asked the question, you know, if you could... If you could choose whatever you wanted to happen most in life, what would you ask for? And most people say peace. People want peace. You know? They want peace in their, in their marriage. They want peace in their family. They want peace at their workplace. We want peace in our country and in our world as well. You know, Australia is a great place, isn't it? It's a great country. We've got such wonderful things here. Great education system. Fantastic health system here, actually. Um, we've got you know, good jobs that we can have here. We can have a, a really great life. And yet, even with all of that, you know, most people do not have that kind of inner peace in their lives at all. Because you know, we still have broken families. We still have... Hatred between one group and another. Everyone seems to be always under a stress, don't they? You know, the world does not offer real peace at all. Maybe escapism is what it offers, you know, alcohol and drugs and I don't know, all this uh, constant entertainment we seem to have on all these devices that everybody has today. Everybody wants peace. But no one knows how to get it. Where do you find real peace in your life? Where do you get that sense of peace that goes, you know, way beyond the circumstances of your life just at the moment? 
that goes way beyond the pleasures that this life offers. Where do you look for peace? Have you got it? Do you even know where to look for it? Well, I know a man, a man who's suffered a real lot in his life. Put in a prison lots of times, you know, beaten up almost to the point of death. Five times he was whipped with 40 lashes less one. Once he was stoned, three times shipwrecked. Went through many perilous journeys in his life. Often hungry, often homeless. The Apostle Paul, despite you know, all of his physical uh, uh, circumstances and, and suffering, this guy had an inner peace. For example, he'd say, For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Because you see, this life mattered far less to him than the life to come. You see, the reason we don't have uh, peace in, in our world is because of sin. You know, the corrupt human heart. The corrupt human heart, it can't be fixed by, you know, laws the governments make or money or, or you know, compromise. Sin can only be fixed by God himself, Jesus. God, you see, he doesn't just cover over sin. He actually heals it. And that's how, that's how he makes for a real permanent and secure peace in a person's life. God's peace, you see, doesn't change depending on your circumstances. God offers a peace that, that, that you can have in the middle of chaos in your life. It's a feeling of total security, uh, despite all the circumstances that you're in. You know, how can I have that kind of peace in my life? Well, that's exactly what we're going to look at today on this Christmas morning. So let's look at our Bible reading uh, from the Gospel of Luke. And uh, first we read about the fact that peace is born in the form of a baby, Jesus. And what you find here is that, you know, this isn't just, this isn't just a feel-good story. This isn't just a, you know, a myth or a legend. This is news. This is real news. It's rooted in history. You know, it's about a true world event. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, that is Bethlehem, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. See, it happened on a real day, a day in actual history. Not an imaginary day. It was a day when Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome and he'd ordered that a census be taken. And this was when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And because of all of that circumstances, it meant that Joseph and Mary, they had to travel from their home in Nazareth to Bethlehem. And because Mary was pregnant at that time, it ended up that the baby was born in Bethlehem. 
in Bethlehem, a real town. Not, you know, Gotham or you know, Middle Earth or a galaxy far, far away. No, it was in Bethlehem, a real town that's still here today. Actually, it's about 14,000 kilometres from Melbourne. It's a real place. And a real baby was born there. But no ordinary baby. He is Jesus. He is our saviour. If you've ever, you know, sinned or, you know, done wrong things in your life, then you really need someone to save you. Jesus is our saviour to take away our guilt. The Christ who has come to fulfil all of our hopes and our Lord to defeat evil in our lives. To bring us peace with God. So we see, you know, that, that God created us. And, you know, he's, he's also got his hand in human history, hasn't he? He's got his hand in this world. You see, because God's got his purposes. And here we see that God uses Caesar Augustus uses actually his, uh, his great greed because you know, he has his census so he can work out how much taxes he can get out of his population. That's what he was interested in. And because of this, Mary and Joseph were forced to travel 110 kilometres to Bethlehem over mountain passes, a pretty strenuous place to go, particularly with a pregnant woman. And with the census, the town is just jam-packed with travellers. So there's no place for Jesus to be born except in basically a barn. Jesus, the promised Messiah, King, Saviour of the world, God himself, born in such meagre circumstances. I mean, no one would make up a story like that. Then we've got, you know, the next part of our story, the great announcement. But first of all, we've got the great appearing. See, the poorest people in town, which is the shepherds. Shepherds were detested people. They were the lowest in the community. But these guys were on their night shift, watching over their sheep in the dark of night. Angels came to them. And the whole multitude of heavenly hosts, many, many angels who made this great peace announcement to the lowest people in the community, the shepherds. They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those to whom he is pleased. What an announcement that was, hey? God is so excited there to tell uh, the people uh, all about what he's going to do in our world. And when, you know, when God gets excited, you know that stuff is going to happen. You can be afraid because you know the world's going to change. But in this case, it's going to change for the good. We don't need to fear. We can just marvel. Marvel at the greatness of God. Marvel at this wonderful good news. The angels, you see, they rejoiced because they knew peace has come in the form of Jesus. And you know, peace 
triumphs over evil in the same way that light triumphs over darkness. You see, the outworking of the glory of God is peace on earth for people who really just desperately need that. You and me. And by announcing this gift, his very own son, Jesus, um, these, to these shepherds, God is actually saying to them, Hey, man, I am bigger than your society. I'm bigger than your government. I'm bigger than Caesar. God shows who he is here. Not by being grand, but actually by being very, very humble. <clears throat> Jesus is our saviour. He's our king. But he comes to us in the form of a baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, resting in a lowly manger, this is, you know, the big idea of the Christmas story. God enters into his creation. How can that be? How can God come and be like us? Well, of course, God can do absolutely anything. So we see that God, God doesn't choose to connect with, with us by a big idea or uh, by a new world view or something. He chooses to connect with us by a person. And that person is both fully God and fully human as well. And his name is Jesus. The angels tell the shepherds, Jesus is born unto you. God has come down to earth to hear to all people, each and every one of us. God closes this overwhelming gap between us and him by coming down to us. God comes so that we can see him, we, we can know him. He's, he's now approachable, you know, he's available to us. Caesar, Caesar promised taxes. But God promises mercy and grace. So we have peace with God through Jesus. And so, you know, peace becomes possible in our world, doesn't it? And now with Jesus, uh, you know, he brings peace. Because, you know, peace can only enter the world by victory over sin and evil. Peace comes through a restored relationship with God. Peace comes only because of God. There is nothing that we can do to bring peace into our world. You know, in wartime, uh, usually peace comes through overwhelming victory, a big army. My army is bigger than your army. I'll defeat you and that'll bring peace, at least to me. And yet for God, peace comes through a child, a helpless baby. You know, you've got to be pretty sure of what you're doing to be willing to send Jesus into the world as a baby, don't you? And this baby is going to grow. And you know, he won't become a king like Caesar. He won't fight for peace. 
he'll actually sacrifice himself on the cross for the sin or the wrongs of all the world. That's how God brings peace to us. Why do we cling to Jesus? Because you see, peace can't come from anywhere else except from God. And finally, we see the response that the shepherds have. And their response to this news about a saviour, to this great news, is just really awesome, isn't it? But of course, you know, seeing angels and uh, yeah, it can be a bit terrifying, really, but glorious at the same time. Terrified and glorious, you put those things together, don't you? you just, just imagine, how would you feel uh, if you had seen the sight that they saw? And what do they do? Mate, they don't even stop to take a breath. These guys don't stop to think about it. They just go in a big hurry. They run to find the Jesus that the angels had told them about. So they go to Bethlehem, they find Mary, they find Joseph, and of course they find baby Jesus. They tell everyone all that they had been told, all that they'd heard from the angels, and everyone was amazed with them. And the shepherds rejoiced. Just telling everybody, uh, just all were excited about what God had told the shepherds. And then, and then what do they do? They go back to work. That's what the shepherds did. Because, you know, in one real sense, um, nothing had changed for them. They still had to work. But in another sense, everything had changed. They now knew who God is. And what he was going to do through Jesus. And so, as it is with us, eh? Now, you know the Christmas story, don't you? But of course, you still have to live your life. And you will go through good days and, and you know, bad days. And you still go through conflict and stress in your life, uh, illness and sadness. But we have peace with God and when you know these difficulties come our way we can still rejoice in God because he's got the whole world in his hands and he's walking with me and no matter what God knows everything about me and he's the one who will keep me safe and secure in him no matter what from now on, no matter what happens in this life, it's really just like a big preparation for the life to come. And that is guaranteed that one day I will be in heaven with Jesus. Jesus gives us peace. A peace that's you know, not from this world at all. We no longer fear the conflicts and the heartache that life brings. As the Bible tells us, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by praying with thanksgiving, 
present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Because in heaven, we will fully realise, we will fully experience God's peace. Until that day, we live trusting in Jesus. For us to know peace, we have to know the God of peace. And the Bible tells us that God brought peace through Jesus. We are reconciled with God. We have a relationship with him because Jesus paid for our sins, for our wrongs, through his death on the cross. And because of that, I have peace with God today. Do you know the God of peace? You see, with, with no Jesus, there is no peace. But for us to know peace in our lives, we must know Jesus. Do you have a relationship with Jesus yourself? You know, have you put your trust in him? You know, if you came here today with a friend, um, perhaps you'd like to speak with them a little bit more about who this Jesus is. Or you could speak with me or any of the others who've been on stage uh, this morning. We would love to answer your questions and we can pray with you as well. If you'd like to know a little bit more about Jesus, then you can grab one of these books. It's called The Essential Jesus. This is the Gospel of Luke. We read from part of this today, uh, from chapter 2. And this tells you the whole story of Jesus' life. And so we can understand more about who God is. We see God through the story of his life here in the Gospel of Luke. So please do grab one. Or um, if you have a friend who would benefit from it, why don't you grab one and uh, give it away to them as well. Let me pray for you. Dear God, thank you for all the fun and excitement that Christmas brings. Thank you for the amazing story of the birth of Jesus. Thank you for sending your son, a real gift from you to each and every one of us. And Lord, as we look at the Christmas lights at this time of year, may it remind us of the light that Jesus has given to us. And when we open our presents, may it remind us that Jesus was our very, very best gift ever. Help us to share this special time with our family and friends today and to share the light and the hope and the wonderful gift that Jesus is with the whole of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.